Hi there, listener. Steven here with a producer note. We actually recorded this episode last Sunday, September 12th, but wasn't able to get it done in time. I got behind on some things. Wasn't a great mental health week, if I'm being honest, but still wanted to get this episode up. We also want to plug our Game Slice 2021 talk happening this Wednesday, September 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. Steve and I will be playing all the Canadian game demos at the event and giving our thoughts in like a little 30 to 45 minute video, which will be live streamed on the Game Slice Twitch channel. Links in the show notes. Please come out, say hi. We'd love to uh, see you in the chat. And on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 197, going live for our gorgeous patrons on September 13th, 2021, and everyone else on September 15th. It's a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Stephen, so the PH and an A, so you'd think it's Stefan. If it's not, it's Stephen. Joining me, Stephen, spelled with a PH and an E, but we call him Steve. Yo, what up? Steve, you missed... Last week's episode with Tony, it was a great time. I got him mm-hmm. to do the movie theater voice that we do for the wish list, this, which felt good, sounded good. It was a good episode, and it was the one that you uh, wish listed TMNT. I did, is- but it, it, I assume it's on your wish list already. I, I'm pretty sure I added it to my wish list the very second they announced it. Plus, it you're like- just going to get it on PlayStation anyway, so... It's, well, it's only announced for Switch and, PlayStation, or Switch and Steam right now. Oh, where are you going to get it then? That's that's the thing. It's the race against the the Steam Deck. Ooh. If I have the Steam Deck, then it'll probably be Steam. But if it's not out yet, and I want this thing day one, then it'll be Switch. So and it'll run fine on Switch. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, Steve, we are able to do this and more because of our amazing patrons over on Patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. You can back us there for... Discord perks, two-day early access to the pod, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, uh, and shoutouts at the end of the episode at our accredited patron tier or higher. At our highest tier, we'll plug whatever you want for the duration of your uh, pledge at that tier. Like our main man, Eric Beer, uh, Game Slice is happening next week. Steve and I will be there. Uh, you can be there. Gameslice.joydrop.co. Still sign up to be a playtester. Give some invaluable feedback on their games steve and i will be doing something similar in a talk where we play all the canadian demos from game slice and give our thoughts so stay tuned for that mm-hmm. um so yeah also check out eric's other work at the botbook.com the bot book as always please donate to the indian residential school survivor society they're doing important work linked at the top of the show steve ahead of us today maximum gone ball a canadian indie birthday release for steven and much, much more. <laughs> uh, but before that, we got to shuffle some papers. You know how we do it here. Uh, we got jobs. Steve has been out wheeling and dealing, making job sales. And we got some uh, jobs to, to, what do you call it? The vendors do. Hulk your wares. What do you do? What? You know. Promote your wares? Oh. There's like a word for it. I don't know. Anywho, we're going to do that for these jobs. <laughs> Why don't you go through these, Steve? I, I usually just say, like, promote. <coughs> promote the jobs. I feel like it's uh, hard so your wares, but anyway, continue. Gene Leggett uh, is going to be looking for a part-time producer, I believe. Still, probably coming up soon. You should follow Gene Leggett anyways on Twitter. Good follow. Uh, good, good friend of the show. Um, Bellwood Studios, I believe, is still looking for a senior game developer with Unity. And we've kind of, you know, a couple of times we've talked, like, what is a senior game developer? They don't actually prefer... Mm-hmm like a time frame on their post they just sort of say expert in unity expert in c sharp so if you believe you're an expert you should just apply um they're working on a i guess like a, a simulation slash management game similar to like SimCity, crusader kings and all that stuff i forget what's it called project mayor a city simulation political management game where you play as the mayor and build a city of your dreams while dealing with the politics of your decisions i love dealing um, with the politics of my decisions steve <laughs> I feel like I do that now anyways, so I should just call it like the mayor of this house. Um, <laughs> they prefer Toronto developers, but they are remote as well. So so just apply. Just apply. If you even think you're remotely qualified, you just apply. The, the worst case that happens, you maybe you get some job interview experience, you know? 
Exactly. The Archipelago of Design, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but you can go to the site to figure out how to spell it. But Arch, A-R-C-H-I-P-E-L-A-G-O of Design. It's looking for a game designer. Uh, I forget if they said what they're working on. Proof of concept of a virtual learning experience conducted to the development of a security design mindset. Um, so you can check out the full posting for that. And then the newest one is Crimson Herring Studios is working on a CRPG that we've uh, done on Wishlist this before um, mm-hmm. called Sovereign Syndicate. And uh, they're looking for a game designer for that to bring that one home. So you can check that out. And then Joy Drop, uh, as we mentioned, good friends of the site. They're, they're looking for a bunch of Unreal and Unity developers and stuff. So you can check out their website for that too. Good stuff, Steve. <laughs> CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. Over at CanadianGameDevs.com oh my god com slash events are some of the events ongoing uh we're currently in the middle of the women in games festival so if you want to uh, check them out promoting game developers and their work who are women uh then next week september 21st to 23rd game slice 2021 online steven are going to be there you know about it you should be there too even as a play tester or just tune in to the talks on twitch uh and then Coming up in October, Game Dev Atlantic. It's coming back. I'll be wearing the t-shirt. I'll be there. You should be there. A day-long conference fostering the growth of the game dev scene in Atlantic Canada. What's the t-shirt? I have a, a just, we got a t-shirt last time. It's cool. It's like a, um, or, or like the, the wheel that pirates turn. Like a pirate ship steering wheel thing? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. And in that, in the middle of that is like a controller and it's Atlantic Game Devs. I like that. Oh, yeah. fuck. We got, we got to update our local. <laughs> we do. No, we really do. <laughs> we're, we're not Let's in Toronto one. anymore. I know. Neither uh, of us are in Toronto, so. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's, Don't it's not like Toronto is like the capital or anything like that, or the CN Tower is like anything more than just a fucking. Although, fun fact, my dad uh, was part of the company that surveyed the ground for the CN Tower. So as a kid, I always got to say that my dad helped build the CN Tower. That's hype. That's fun fact. As for releases this week, <laughs> the big Conzo, I've been playing it. I'll talk about it at the end of the show. That's from IDL in Toronto. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch, covered it a bunch. 90s sort of point and click adventure shenanigans mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's good. Uh, and This Is Fine by Gamma Fox TBG in Saskatchewan. Um, this one I think is just free to play on itch. I was messing around with it a bit. Uh, yeah. Sort of side scrolling puzzling ladder up and down action stuff it's very pretty pixel art steve crunchy delicious pixel art yeah i i um i also kind of just dabbled in and i agree i agree with everything so i like how i like the you were using this term when we were playing the games for game slice crunchy and i like that crunchy pixels you know like there's really smooth pixel art like owl boy or or stuff like that and then there's pixel art that you're just like imagine just like punching into legos that's what it looks like <laughs> that's that's right. how i feel about it i'm gonna, I'm gonna steal it just so no absolutely steal it all right steve i know you said only a handful of news this week because we got to keep a tighter episode but i'm gonna run through these quick because we got two weeks to catch up on okay that's fair yeah let's do it Okay, first up, Marvel's Avengers State of the Game Update 2. I was reading some some uh, people speculating Spider-Man finally coming. Not yet, but w- what's happening with Avengers, Steve? I-, I barely keep up with this game, but I feel like you still do. <laughs> I've, been, I've been just eyeing it because they just had the War for Wakanda expansion pass or whatever, mm-hmm. and apparently it's pretty sweet. They didn't, they didn't add new trophies, which just like infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been wanting to re-download it. Um, they basically kind of threw in a few things for the rest of the year. Um, you know, there's going to be some typical stuff. Like there's a new raid coming up, new bosses and things like that. And I, and Spider-Man is like the big thing. I don't think they announced any other new characters. And so it's getting a little, there's like, it's a little divided this update where people took like this roadmap. And if you kind of take out PlayStation, it's like 40%. Of the things like no, Spider-Man's PlayStation that's exclusive, not good. and I guess even some of the like bonus XP and some of the other stuff is PlayStation exclusive. So if you're on PlayStation, there's a lot of stuff coming up. If you're not, it doesn't really sound too great. And they're starting to kind of incorporate Disney stuff in it too, like the Marvel, the MCU is getting uh, some like outfits and stuff in there. Huh. Um, 
And it says Disney Hawkeye nameplate challenge, which <laughs> I don't know. Some of the stuff is kind of kind of lame, but um, at least it shows that there. Like I think there was some speculation that people would stop kind of working on this after War for Wakanda, and uh, it doesn't seem like that's the case. But it, it's be- it's it's nearing the event horizon of an anthem, Steve. Mm. You know. Yeah, I mean. We'll see how the Spider-Man after Spider-Man goes, because mm-hmm. I feel like at launch we knew it was going to be Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, and um, and then uh, Black, Panther. Black Panther and Spider-Man. Like we knew we've known these four characters. Um, I feel like since even maybe before launch or shortly after launch, I and we're coming we up on one year next month since the yeah. game launched, or was and, it this uh, month? I think it was. I think it was September. It was August 2020. We've passed a, It's been a year of Marvel's Avengers, oh and they God. haven't even got all the characters out that they promised. Mm. They say Man. Spider-Man's this year, so we'll see. Well, it says fall slash winter, which is like, you know, winter technically goes into 2022. Holy. So, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I'm interested. I think, like, I'll be interested to see if there's more stuff planned after Spider-Man. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess it just depends on how many people are playing this game and I'm guessing not many. <laughs> I mean, by all accounts, the the sort of Marvel, the MCU, not even MCU because they're its own its own thing, but the Marvel like game blessing has been given to Eidos Montreal because they have Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. Marvel's Avengers with a whole bunch of content planned, and they're the really only like big players on like console and PC because there's like some mobile Marvel games and there was that Switch one earlier this year. But it seems to be they're the team, there's the horse they're betting on, Steve. Yeah, well, I, I, they just announced Wolverine, right? True, right. But that's isn't that weird because X-Men and Spider-Man are Sony? Like, they have that already. No, Wolver- X-Men was Fox, which is now Disney. Okay. Spider-Man is Sony. And I think there's, like, some blurred lines there on, like, what part of Sony. Because, like, the video, like, Spider-Man was in that Nintendo Switch Marvel Ultimate Alliance right um but the movie yeah the movies are sony produced but the x-men was fox which is now uh which is now disney so i don't know in the guardians of the galaxy game um mm-hmm. looks also just like this the and avengers studio and you can tell it looks like they're still just like not quite mcu you know i know it's so weird because people are like hyped by that it seems mm-hmm. like like it's getting a lot better press than avengers was and i'm like it's the same. This is the same game. Yeah, like if you went like comic book art style or like Spider Verse weird art style, like if you did something different with these characters, I would personally be a lot more interested. Yeah, eh, that's fair. That's fair. But um, yeah. So I mean, I I haven't played Avengers in quite a while. I'm still mm-hmm. like I keep an eye on it, but for me, it's it's trophies. Like I don't understand why. Just give me some fucking bronzes, man. Like, yeah, just th- sauce, sauce some bronzes into Marvel's <laughs> Avengers Wakanda update. So I don't know, and and I was on the Reddit, and I was like, oh, I'm like, this looks actually pretty sweet. Um, and then I went on the Reddit, and people were like, this is all our game, blah blah blah. So <laughs> can't make game classic. Game, so. You can't, you can't. Uh, but some people are trying to make their fans happy, such as Tribes of Midgar, the freshly released. Uh, what would you say? Eight player rogue light Viking action game. Yeah. Uh, they've got a first update season one or sorry, the mid saga update mid saga of season one coming October 5th. It's got a Halloween event. So there'll be pumpkins and stuff around your little base, new challenges, new runes, an alternative fen rear and then a wolf emoji. So I assume that's some sort of pet dog you get. I haven't played it yet, Steve. I have it, but it's on the pile. <laughs> Uh, games that maybe don't have such a bright of a future, Steve. It appears maximum football is no more. Uh, this reporting comes from Three Down Nation. Uh, founder David Winder has released a statement earlier this week explaining the decision to cease development on Doug Flutie's Maximum Football and close up shop the Peterborough-based indie game studio. Uh, I want to pull out this paragraph right here. Uh, the reason for this are many, quote, not the least being the month I spent in the hospital after working seven days a week for months on end, the ability for a small team to keep up development of such a large and complex title, combined with the never-ending changes in technology in the games industry, just making continuing untenable. Add to that the larger studios invading our space, and it made little sense to continue. 
the studio itself has ceased operations and is being offered for sale. Uh, we can confirm it's been sold to Modus, a publisher, I believe, in Europe, who's published a couple other Canadian games like Scully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's it for Peterborough-based indie game studio Canuck Play, one of our patrons, we should say, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Longtime friend, as I understand it, of Toronto Game Devs and then CanadianGameDevs.com. Yeah, they gave they gave me a sweater. at Well, they gave Sebastian a sweater at EGLX to give to me. Uh, as a congratulation for, how, for, uh, you know, for Sophia being born. Um, FYI, I don't know why I did this, Audacity crapped out again at 13, 15, so I noted it and I restarted okay. it. Um, okay, I'll stitch that up. together. Yeah, sorry. About uh, that. Do I'm just going to leave it open. Now that I have two screens, I can just leave it open and just make sure it's still right. Do a clap sync now, just in case. Go to time okay. is so I can resync it easier. Okay. Um, 58. Yeah. Oh, I was way off. No, ignore me. Uh, I was going to say that. Uh, okay. oh, five, oh, five. Five. All right, there we go. <laughs> Okay, I was like, Yo, so. <laughs> okay, you have the right microphone and everything too. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's all still. Uh, so yeah, if that was all still going, I'll just keep. Yeah, we just keep rolling. Uh, yeah, so so obviously a very personal story to us too, and uh, we wish the best. No one should put their body on the line for for video games or or work at all. Really, like your your health's most important. Yeah, I'm super interested in what they mean by like bigger studio invading their space like did ea catch wind of them <laughs> just be like mm. be a bully i got i don't know I, so i reached out to him and i you know as a as a friend or whatever and mm-hmm. um I'll, you know i probably won't say anything further or whatever but just to just make sure he's doing all right and stuff like that good but, uh, it doesn't look like it's being developed anymore either because the developer is in estonia so yeah so huh. interesting times indeed steve uh, a couple little tidbits from, from a Twitter account I'm quite fond of. Uh, let's see. Their handle is at Bogorad222. They basically just troll LinkedIn and other sites for like just interesting tidbits. Um, but a couple about uh, Compulsion Games, uh, which folks will remember. Montreal-based studio acquired by Xbox at one of those E3s where they announced they acquired like four studios like Double Fine and the mm-hmm. Undead Labs and stuff. Uh but they've been relatively quiet. They put out some content for We Happy Few, but then kind of went radio silent. So just a couple things coming out. The COO at Compulsion left in 2020 after spending eight years with the company, like been there since day one, first project. Uh, and as well, Compulsion's next game has been in the works since 2019, um, which is interesting just based on a couple level designers putting there undisclosed project on their LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm very interested in what they're working on next. We happy few was not a great game. Uh, it had so many technical issues on several of the platforms it was released on as well as just kind of like a nonsense story, weird mesh of survival elements, but I will stand by contrast as one of the best games in like the launch window of the PS4 and just, just a really great game. Yeah. The contrast was great. It was like the first PS plus game. I think, I think it was, it was, Close to that was, in Outlast, or a couple months later. I think it was Resogun. Was it Resogun then, and Contrast? Yeah, Res, Res, I, I believe Resogun and Drive Club were supposed to be the first games, and then Drive Club, you know, should yeah, had. had to go, and then and then it replaced by Contrast. And I remember <sighs> even thinking, I'm like, man, you're replacing Drive Club like, <laughs> with an this, indie game <laughs> with this indie, like this, you know, this social racing game like th- this is what's supposed to be next gen blah blah with like contrast every game. new console needs a car game steve i know grand turismo 7 does look pretty nice but you know whatever and replacing that with little indie platformer about french noir cinema and, and feelings <laughs> i know so but it, but it was great Ooh, it was loop. the death loop uh trophies just sync to PS. all right steve all that to say, I'm interested in, I, I like, Compulsion now owned by Microsoft, whatever they're working on is just going to come to Game Pass. So, of course, Steve, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see whatever you're mm-hmm. working on? Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, also, a new announcement, a couple, a couple more small ones. Moonglow Bay, which we've been covering for a while, is coming out October 7th on my birthday. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. I definitely may do a little birthday stream, stream that one. Happy birthday slash congrats on the launch. Series XS, Xbox One, PC, Game Pass, and Steam. 
uh it's set on the east coast i'm on the east coast steve it's like stars are aligning we know we got we gotta do something <laughs> i'm excited for this one it's gonna be I'm, I'm looking forward to it and yeah it's game pass right so exactly uh hard space Shipbreaker, our runner-up for best ongoing canadian game at our polls last year it's getting the admin oversight update uh, i bought this game because it's on sale and it's still on sale until the 14th so patrons if you're listening aaron if you haven't bought hard space yet it's so cheap. Just get it. It's it's great. Uh, so this comes with Act 2. There's previously been only one act of their story campaign. So this is big. People are excited, Steve. Act 2 is coming. Um, there's, like, this whole uh, 3D habitat space where you can, like, put up posters and, like, take your costume and stuff. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a beefy update to Hard Space. And now that nice. I have it, I'm excited for it. Nice. That's coming September 8th uh, there in is Vancouver. It, is it a... F- free update or is it like a dlc yeah yeah it's like because it's early access on oh i see okay this is like the next up this is like probably the next big update for the game since launch nice uh yeah a couple more river bonds going physical shout outs to them going with limited run at this point it's either super rare or limited run uh i personally prefer limited run so check them out september 7th pre-orders oh they're live now are there any left let me check before i just read this news story Cause I love physical copies of games, Steve. You already know. Might need to rewind. They're doing they're doing PS5 games now. I got a Pathfinder on there, which was really good. Where is this game? Oh, please don't tell me it's sold out. No, it's still up. Uh, you can get it on PS4 for thirty nine ninety nine and Switch for thirty nine ninety nine. There you go, uh, Steve. This interesting story came to us from the PlayStation blog this week. Now, folks probably have forgotten about this game because so many games get announced now but the outlast trials will be the third game in the outlast series from red barrels in montreal uh it was announced with a somewhat weird teaser several years ago now uh and then got a a bigger sort of cgi trailer uh, in one of the playstation events i think, I think or at the so, game awards yeah. maybe or i game, forget game awards sounds familiar. was it game awards um so they've uh, uh, the co-founder at Red Barrels, Philippe Morin, did a uh, sort of deep dive into what is Outlast Trials because we don't really have a whole lot of details. And I found it pretty interesting. Uh, he said, "quote is like a TV series," end quote, offering new challenges for players and developers alike. Uh, the high-level pitch, quote, you've been abducted by the Murkoff Corporation to go through unethical experiments that will modify your psyche and behavior. So it's like a Saw situation, Steve. We're doing Saw. Uh, go through the trials by yourself or in teams. If you survive long enough, Murkoff will happily let you return into society. But will you be the same? So I'm wondering if there's, like, run elements to this. Like, is it a roguelite or, like, like mm. you know, it could be. <laughs> That's the way the winds are blowing with a lot of games. Mm. Well, if we go to... It's coming to Steam, right? Outlast Trials. It is. It's the Outlast Trials. If it has the roguelite tag, I'm scared, Steve. Survival, first person, horror, PvE, dark. Okay. Okay, okay. We're safe for now. Action, adventure, indie. They would say rogue if it was like regenerate or procedural generated playthroughs. I control uh, off rogue and I get zero results. Good. So I think Keep it that way. Red now. barrels, if you're listening. <laughs> it's gonna be a. It's gonna be like an anti rogue like <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> no, we're just we we wear our preferences on our sleeves. I think that's fair. Uh, a couple of interesting things I want to pull out of this. Outlast one and two were made on Unreal three. This time they've ported everything to Unreal Engine four. Not an easy task. Uh, uh, Unreal Engine 4 definitely played a big part in our prototyping phase. We were able to test new ideas and iterate pretty quickly. Uh, and I've seen some of the new lighting stuff in Unreal Engine 4. And Steve, lighting in a horror game, you know. I don't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. And I want to point out that they are now... Uh, we made the first game in 14 months with a team of 10 people. For Outlast Damn. 2, we doubled the staff. This time, we're a little more than 40 people, and we're working on a much bigger game than before. Growing the studio in size during a pandemic hasn't been easy, but we're getting there. Uh, and then, closing out here for you, Steve, are there any key PS5 gameplay features, such as the dual sense, yada, 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 you can use? Uh, we haven't fairly investigated all these options yet, but we're excited about the possibilities. Steve, if I don't hear a heartbeat in my fingertips <laughs> at one point during LS trials, there was no point in releasing it. <laughs> Just use that sick vibrating controller to do a heartbeat. That would be so sick. 
That's fair. That that would be cool. Um, I don't know. Do I have the guts to play this game? <laughs> well, if it's co-op, we can play together. That's true. That would be sick. I would love when, to play Outlast with you. So wait, when's the? Do we get a release date? No. Nope. Or is it just? This is just not even a year. Do we know a year? Like, is there year? one on the Steam page? There's not one on this. Uh, no, there's not one on this PlayStation blog, so I assume it's gonna be a while, based on like new engine, double the team staff during a pandemic. Mm, yeah, it just says to be in, to be announced. Yeah, like or or like if they've been working on this since Outlast Two, maybe it's one of those ones like it's announced and out in a couple months. Like I don't see it being a spring release. Like maybe fall, it has to be fall. You know, it's Outlast and Outlast One came out in the fall. Like you gotta hit fall twenty twenty. Two. Mm. Anywho, I'm excited about Outlast Trials. I really, really like Outlast One, and I was talking to you a bit because I've been watching a video essay on Resident Evil and the whole Resident Evil One arc to like the, under the mansion, like science lab. I'm like, that feels a lot like uh, Outlast One, but we concluded it was probably more of just a horror trope thing rather than a reference. Yeah, Outlast Two came out April 25th, 2017. So that's five years yeah so yeah so april would be five years so maybe, i could see it like um yeah i mean i'm i'm excited um and you know it's cool that it just sounds like i didn't play two though i need to re-download two two goes super catholic culty stuff mm. yeah oh is it not like a, is it not a direct sequel to the first one is it more of just like a it's still there's still like some reference like it's the same world new new main characters new setting. Um, the Murkoff Corporation's referenced a couple times. Hmm. Aji, I don't know what the on Wikipedia. I don't know what the reference. What's the PC Gamer? It was announced in August 2021 that the game was been delayed to 2022 due to COVID 19. So makes sense. So not this year, but I I could see then April ish or May or whatever, like five years from the from the previous one. So yeah, or hit the, hit that October window. Benefit Horizon from. Zero Dawn is doing or Horizon sequels five years. You gotta Dude, hit the five year window. Spring twenty twenty one or spring twenty twenty two is a little little crowded right now, but uh yeah twenty two twenty twenty two I think will just be crowded in general because all these things are getting delayed. I got one last exciting bit of news, Steve, in this bloated news segment you asked not to be bloated. There's a new Centipede game, but it's coming from a Canadian uh, developer, uh, Adam Vision Studios in Vancouver, who's previously done uh, a Missile Command, or one of those other Atari ones, is now doing Centipede Recharged, and it looks sick. So it's widescreen, it's not 4x3. Um, it's got a whole bunch of fun, like different styles you can put on like the grid, uh, loads of particle effects, like Pac-Man 256 style, like particle effects. Uh, mm. It's getting an award-winning soundtrack, or com- uh, soundtrack from award-winning composer Megan McDuffie. And on PS5 and Series X, it'll be 4K 120 FPS. Wow, Steve, look at that! I, I watched the trailer, and it does look pretty sweet. By it the looks way, sick. Baby in the background, it's just my baby. Hi, baby. And it comes out the day before my birthday. So there you go. I'm going to check that out. I like arcade games. I'll definitely... You know what? I kind of... I would love for this to be physical, like a physical release for this, but I'm not seeing it. Um, I can't wishlist it. Nope. And it's not coming to Switch either. So just get on that PS5, Steve. No, it's coming to Switch. I thought it said at the bottom. No, the... the bo- oh, dude, the, the you 4K. You link to a Nintendo Life... Yeah, my What's bad. I, I misread. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Of course, that's not coming to Switch. Whoops. Coming soon to Steam, Epic Game Store, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox X Series S, and then the Atari VCS. I don't even know what that is. That's their console. Have you seen that? It has like no. Netflix and stuff, and you plug it in like a console to your HDMI port. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks absurd. <laughs> Honestly, I've never heard. <laughs> okay, that's it for the news, Steve. I got wish list this for you. A uh, couple new ones and a couple old ones. That's not possible because there's three. Uh, all that to say, this segment is inspired by Steve and Brett's frequent wish listing of games while they were talking about them. I pick three. Steve wishlists them. I wishlist them. Let's go. First up, Melatonin by Half Asleep in Vancouver, BC. It's coming out early 2022, and you can wishlist on Steam. Quote, 
an unconventional rhythm game about dreams bleeding into reality. Stay on beat as you traverse through a series of mini-games that challenge you to interact with rhythm in new ways. Gorgeous trailer, Steve. I'm a big fan of this game's... Uh, what, do you, what would you say? Pastel? Can we say a pastel style? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm delayed opening up Steam, so... That's okay. Picture picture um, pinks and purples and whites. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm there now. It's pretty. It's really pretty. Uh, it looks... So do you, like, pass out and then go into this dream world of, like, food and, and stuff? Yeah, it's a rhythm game. So all the little, like, kind of, like, WarioWare style quick mini games are like rhythm based like i don't know if you'll be clicking or hitting spacebar or something uh and then it's sort of like just this narrative about the blur between this character's dreams and and what their real life is like what well, do you think pretty sweet actually oh i like it it's uh yeah so it's, it is pretty cute <laughs> a lot of these like mini games are all like him playing like this weird baseball through with portals and stuff like that yeah um yeah, it's uh, and it's got gifts too. I like the gif game it shows where it's the, like the donut, donut catcher. Uh, the huh. game features a vibrant art style with visuals and animation done in fully hand drawn 4K resolutions. Wow, mm-hmm. to hand draw on on that level of that size of a screen that's a lot. That's a lot, Steve. That's a lot drawing. No, it looks good. It looks good. Is melatonin from Half Asleep in Vancouver, BC on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list. This is one we've done before, but I want to bring it back because uh, it's been a while. Mondo Museum from Viewport Games and Kit Fox in Montreal. It's coming out soon. It's been soon for a while because it was like I think the first wish list we did. But I think so. So this is the exhibit's <laughs> opening in 2021 on Steam. So uh, you have a couple more months to that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't slip into 2022. But it's also launching in early access. Uh, Steve, this is what if The Sims was just museums, safe mm-hmm. to say? Yeah? Yeah, it looks just like it. I'm looking at the, like, creating this one world with the window and the dinosaur um, stuff, and yeah, it looks, it looks just like Sims, but yeah, like Sim Museum, I guess. <laughs> I don't I'm know if fan. that was ever one of them. Probably not, or, or like those two-point games, like there's two-point hospital and two-point university and stuff. yeah. I don't recall a museum one, but this no, looks pretty sweet. There's an untapped market, Steve, uh, for Mondo Museum. Uh, they don't... Oh, they do. They have two two gifts. Three gifts in the in the Steam description. It's a good Steam description. Four. Wow. I take it back. It just kept getting better the more I scrolled. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of Mondo Museum, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I used to play a lot of these kind of games. Sim, Sim Microsoft, Sim, Microsoft Zoo Tycoon. I had I had uh, I had the ant one as well ant sim ant I, I didn't know there was an ant one yeah sim that's ant awesome one. it was like <laughs> it's probably on GOG yeah sim ant that's awesome a long time ago 1991 <laughs> he's coming for the queen <laughs> who's the queen I'm the queen careful they're um, ruffled his <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mondo Museum from Montreal Power Studio slash publisher. Viewport Games and Kitfox Games on your Steam wish list. Yes, and you know what? I'll I wasn't following them before, so I'll follow them. Ooh, we gotta follow too. I don't have a sound for follow, but that's that's okay. We'll be fine. Mm. Uh, last game today on wish list. This shout out to my man Radu out there in Calgary working away on Neon Noodles. I'm in the Discord. I see you, Radu. You're working so hard on this. Oh yeah, this you game. ordered aprons. Yeah. He has merch now that's like kitchen aprons with the the dragon neon logo on it. They look sick. I want one of those aprons so bad. Uh, And yeah, I just had to bring back neon noodles for wishlist this. Quote, you are in charge of a futuristic kitchen operating in a mysterious cyberpunk world. Automate your robot chefs to cook recipes in a perfectly elegant loops to create well-oiled machines that churn out dish after dish. It's a Zack-like, which I believe is a reference to... Zach Gage, famous puzzle designer, weirdo, who did, uh, what was that one? Opus Magnum. Was that Zach Gage? He makes these, like, automated spell tower, really bad chess, card of darkness. Mm. Um, New to me. I'll take a word for it. Okay, I don't think he did Opus Magnum, actually, unless someone else did. 
So we're at, it released uh, about two years ago, and it's at positive reviews, 16 reviews, and it's positive, so good start. to the Oh, wait, it might be a different Zach. There's a Zachary Barth who does Zachtronics. I might have just completely uh, misattributed uh, the Zach-like to the wrong indie game dev Zach, so. I'm looking at these reviews, and they're all thumbs up, so... It looks so nice too. Like the the light. Look at the lighting in the 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 end of this trailer. Like around fifty seconds, and that like well lit back alley with like the steam coming in. It's a nice looking game, and uh, yeah, is it co op? I don't. Parts where there's like two robots. No, it's single player on the Steam page, or multiple robots. I guess there's also a a demo, uh, and again, very active Discord. And look at their award section, Steve. That's you're you're just stunting on them, Ooh. like all the places Neon Noodles has been. I remember Raddy's one of his first games, Semi Spheres, uh, I believe, was a PlayStation game. Ooh, I'm gonna go February twenty eighteen or seventeen. Anyway, it was great, and I've been following it ever since. So, Steve is Neon Noodles on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is, and I'm, and I'm following them too. So lovely. Uh, that's it for Wishlist This. Contact com to get us talking about your shit, or I'll just find it on Twitter, or I'll find you. Oh, Semispheres is on Vita. Semispheres is great, Steve. It's a really good game. I have my Vita right here. I want to look it up. Okay, good, on. good. Maybe we could win or gagne this one. Uh, but that uh, that's it for the news and Wishlist This. Sorry. Whew. I got a couple of Kickstarters to plug, Steve. Uh, Haunted, H-A-N-T-D. Uh, they DM'd us on Twitter, their Toronto studio. I uh, just had a successful Kickstarter. I'm sorry I wasn't able to plug it on the show, but I'm going to highlight the game anyway because it's interesting. It has a really cool uh, art style I really like that kind of feels like plasticine, like miniatures almost. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the the worm, the 3D Worms games in a way uh, I really like. Um, and they were successful in getting their funding, so uh, they were nice. bringing it to PC. When's this delivered? November 2021. So this is like a quick turnaround on this one. What do you think, Steve? To... Sorry, I actually wasn't looking at the Kickstarter because I was booing on my Vita, but I don't think I can get... <laughs> looking uh, for semispheres on your Vita? I don't think I can get the internet from up here because the, the router or whatever is downstairs. I don't, I don't think I can get it from my... <laughs> Hashtag house problems. Oh, my God. Hashtag Vita problems. I'm not even that far. It's, it's literally... It's not even. It's almost like directly below me too. But anyways, sorry. Let me let me take a look at this. Look at haunted. So. They DM'd us. Haunted. Uh, haunted. Let me let me give the pitch. I, I should have given the pitch before I started talking about what it looks like. All right. Uh, the name stands for haunted tower defense. The core idea is simple: make haunted contraptions to destroy your attackers. Uh, inspired by classic t- tower defense and survival games with an open-ended feeling of treasure hunting, creative building, true to the genre, tougher and tougher enemies will be oh, will try and destroy sick. you, get past your defenses, which you will overcome or not with superior base building tactics. And of course, use energy you get from defeating enemies to obtain better defenses. But from there, it gets a lot different. What makes Haunted special is the freedom to be creative. A ghost can go anywhere and haunt anything at all. And it looks like by the end of this, you've created like a sprawling island spanning haunting Death. infrastructure. Uh, it looks great. What do you think, Steve? Oh, man, this looks fucking dope. Is it? Okay, wait. Can I get this on Steam right now or whatever? Or no, this? This, this is just the page. They got enough money to finish development and they hit their minimum goal and then their first stretch goal for mega high towers. Uh, but they weren't able to hit the, the stretch goals for ghost vehicles or multiplayer. Uh, this is but, coming to Nintendo Switch as well as Steam, Itch.io, and Windows for PC. So it's another race against the clock of uh, Steam Deck. It's true. Um, it's true. I don't this, think you'll this, be getting your Steam Deck by November 2021, though. So maybe get this one on Switch. Oh, it's that soon, eh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, that's not... That's like a month or two from now. I feel like looking at it, though, I feel like I want a mouse with this. And I didn't think mm. I would ever really say that. But this looks, this looks really, really good. I agree. Um, another Kickstarter. It reminds me of a game called the Castle Game. Which the Castle. Was another, the Castle Game. It was only on PS4. It was one of the first games I ever like really hyped up as Tron game devs, and it's uh, it's another tower defense, very colorful, um, and I really really enjoyed it. I got platinum. Ooh, okay, Canadian made. Yeah, it was made in. Uh, it was made in in Toronto. 
There we go. Uh, I, think so, it was, I think they were one of the first interviews. Sorry, I keep interrupting. That's okay. We got but. another Kickstarter I want to plug. Spaceboat Episode 1 from our friends yeah. over at Recombobulated Games. They got the page live. I have just clicked my notify me. Uh, they're from Montreal. Uh, you, uh, listeners might remember them as this studio who had their entire space flood and they had to run in and like pull hard drives out of computers to try and save the project. Um, we're able to recover a bunch of the game, thankfully. But um, they got a Kickstarter brewing, Steve. Simmering on the back burner. Yeah, I, uh, I joined their Discord group Good. of people. Uh, I think one of them is a patron as well, just full disclosure. Mm, okay. Cameron. Um but I'm excited for that one, man. The 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 humor of that game looks yes. really great. So the carpet people. All you need to know. And former Mass Effect developers too, right? Did yeah, because you know? they did Mass Effect three multiplayer and Andromeda in Montreal, didn't they? But they could have come yeah. from Bioware too, I'm not sure. Yeah. Alright, Steve, let's close out this this here episode talking about what we've been playing uh i actually dabbled in some boyfriend dungeon this week steve speaking of kit fox uh in montreal and i'm playing through with my girlfriend and we're both really liking the characters we're we're sussing out who we want to 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 go with or maybe maybe we'll pick a couple people um the weird analogy that popped into my head playing is it's like uh it, it structurally, I, and again, this might be a dumb comparison, but structurally, it's really similar to Persona uh, Four and Five, which are the only two I've played, where you go into the dungeons with uh, your, the swords are the other characters, and the more time you spend with them, the more you level up your relationship with them, and then in the real world, you can spend time with those swords going on dates and such, which also levels up and unlocks abilities for them in the dungeon, and that is exactly how the Persona games work. And I don't know why right. I didn't put that comparison together, just hearing about Boyfriend Dungeon for so long and then having played Persona. But it is, it's Persona, Steve. And that's, my, that's like my in with like how I get it and it feels good is just falling into that groove of like, go do the action fighting stuff. Whereas Boyfriend Dungeon is like an action-y uh, sort of like Hades style gameplay uh, yeah. and Persona is turn-based. Uh, I much prefer Boyfriend Dungeons combat, which is actually pretty tough. I was like, I, I, I underestimated the challenge of these dungeons. And the first couple times I went and really got smacked. I had to kind of like, you know, lean forward in the chair like, oh, man, my girlfriend's watching. We got like, this is actually a little challenging. So <laughs> it's good. And I'm really excited uh, to see how some of these uh, relationships pan out because there's already so many interesting things happening with these characters i'm already like putting together you know what your hang-up is or like the other thing the other thing that's like persona steve is in the dungeons the enemies and the final boss represent your insecurities like you the player character and so they're all weird manifestations of like loneliness or so it is, so it is persona though. it's persona steve <laughs> yeah Hey, um, can we put the, can we put a pause? Absolutely, uh, let's put a pause. Don't actually pause anything, but just yeah. No, 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 I know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gabagool. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, loving Boyfriend Dungeon, and shout out to Kit Fox. Uh, you know, you had to delay a bunch, and you know, generally try to keep everyone working healthy over there, which of course is important to me as a developer and someone who likes to pay for things that people didn't hurt to make. So. Yeah, congrats. They're getting, they're getting like blasted a bit, weren't they? For it was they had to like apologize or something. I didn't really follow it because I was like, I don't know if this is really. Yeah, but, there was a character was in the you, game. <laughs> there's a character in the game who uh, exhibits stalker behavior, and players wish there was a bigger trigger warning for that. So of course, Kit Fox immediately updated the game with a better trigger warning for that, and that's where the story should end. I see. There we go. All right, uh, fair enough. But yeah, there is there was a lot of harassment and, and a whole bunch of stuff past where the story shouldn't have ended. That unfortunately, yeah, happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing Boyfriend Dungeon and it's great, and I'm excited to keep playing it with my girlfriend. Cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to play that much this week. I did go back to home from Benjamin Rivers because I I was like, you know what, I had because I, I I had a couple trophies left on PS4. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. So I downloaded on Vita, 
And then I, lo and behold, it's a different trophy list on Vita. So I was like, Ooh. how? It's just it's just a separate list. It's not the same. Like it's not the same. Hello, thing. might have lost you. Oh, still here, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I heard you the whole time. That was weird. It, like you like went fuzzy, and then I couldn't hear anything. Oh. Um, Continue. How is home different on Vita? Well, the, sorry. The game is this. It's the same. It's just the trophy list is se- is a separate list. You know how they oh. sometimes do that, where it's like PS4 and Vita and PS3, or it might be like PS3 and Vita and PS4 is different or whatever. Yep. Yep. So I played it and I got like a trophy and I was like, I, I definitely got that trophy before and I saw it was a separate list. I was like, ah, oh, now I got to fucking play this game like five <laughs> times. To, they to played you. They so played I played it all on Vita and then I played it all on PS4. This game is like, it's great. Like just, it's, you can beat it in like 45 to 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's very open in terms of like what you think happens and stuff like that. Like mm. I remember like playing it the first time and thinking, okay, this is how the story went down. <clears throat> and then I don't know if the site's still up, but Benjamin Rivers had a site where it's like post where you think what, what you think happened. I remember just reading it being like, everyone had their own theories and stuff like that. I was like, that's so cool. That's um, awesome. So I really liked it. So I got like hundred percent on Vita and it took me it completed in six hours and four minutes. There you and go. On PS4, six years and ten months. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then really the only other game that I play is NBA 2K21 slash 22. 22 came out on yesterday, Friday. And uh, it's the same game, obviously. And the, the like, everyone's getting chirped right now because, like, the, the so they have, like, a city thing for your own character where you, like, go in and can play. It's actually kind of cool. But just like littered with um, ads, so like you meet like Jake from State Farm <laughs> and stuff, and it's, it's the games <laughs> so have been like dumb. The, it's getting chirped, but the game's been like that for a while. Because I remember in two K nineteen, there was like legit just a cinematic where you and Anthony Davis, who's you know the the cover athlete that year, mm-hmm. just spoke about their favorite like Gatorade drinks. Oh my god! So it's it's literally just like, man, what Gatorade drink did you rock to? It's like, oh, I always like the Arctic Blue, blah blah. I was like, oh, I was always more of a. It's the it's the Hydra Stick Man of NBA. Yeah, it was. I was just like, this is fucking brutal. And to be honest, all I really play is just the WNBA mode because it doesn't have any of that. And last year was pretty bare bones, and it was great because there was no like microtransaction. Like you couldn't spend microtransaction stuff in it. This year they've expanded it a little bit more, but you still can't spend microtransaction stuff in it. And there's not really, there's not the ads that get thrown in your face. Like there's shoes and stuff that you can get, and there's obviously stuff on the. Court but that and that fits but, in with the NBA. Or yeah, the exactly. Yeah, it's not like I don't know. It's not like Lou, like a Lou Lemon rep comes up to my character and is just like, "Hey, what uh, what's your favorite uh, <laughs> shorts?" <laughs> so, um, so I'm I'm just playing it, and uh, you know, it's it's the same NBA like game the people on the reddit who played hours and hours and hours and hours say it's actually like really tight like it's one of the tightest ones so far but uh, and you got the cover with the WNBA athlete yeah Candace Parker uh, who's on Chicago Sky and that's our team that we cheer for so I wanted to, I wasn't going to get it and then they announced this cover and I was like well they got you that. with the cover athlete yeah so uh, 2K19 Amazing. I got 2K20 I was like okay I'll get it for next gen and then I was like I won't get 212 and then they did the WNBA thing so I was like ah oh, if they have like our Toronto <laughs> Raptor on next year like <laughs> idiots If they have a Raptor on next year do they got you again? Probably. Like if it's Pascal Amazing. Siakam like they probably they probably will. So. Amazing. <laughs> Shout out to the NBA cover team for really carrying the series forward. They know. They know. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Steve. Uh, why don't we call this episode here? That's been episode 197. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's giving us your, your time and attention. Uh, if you want to help us keep doing this, patreon.com slash devs for all the perks mentioned at the top and at a credit patron tier or higher. We'd like to personally thank you at the end of every episode. Steve, this week I'm putting music over this section. We're, we're, we're zesting it up a bit. Uh, thank you so much to Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Dugsy, Eric Beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas Azorko, Pixel Knots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Slaughter Neko, and Stacey H. If you're on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Just put it there. I want to read it. I want to know what you think. Please tell me what you think. Uh, and if you're not on Apple 
and you can't review wherever you are listening, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com, at Canada Game Devs on Twitter, where you can see the uh, big con pick crew I've made of Steve and I, which I think is cute, and Steve's shirt just says sports, which is fitting. Uh, we don't have any ongoing bets right now. Steve, do you want to place any football bets for the first week of the NFL uh, season? Yeah, football's back, baby. Uh, I'm in two fantasy leagues. Um, yes, <laughs> of course I, you are. I will win one of these leagues. Oh, that's that's ongoing. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a while. It won't be until like December. Okay. Uh, do the Bengals win this week? I have a Bengals hat. Mm, I don't know who they play, but no. <laughs> okay. All right. So Stephen bets twenty five on whoever's playing the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> playing the Bengals, and that's Jimmy's lock of the week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I trust this guy anymore. That's Rod's shoe in of the week. Oh, that was it. it was like, that's they both had great points. <laughs> um, who did they play? I don't know. Bengals are terrible last year. I don't know. Vikings. I hear they're I hear they're terrible all the time. Mm. Well, didn't one of the guys in the Vikings is the one who's like anti-vax and so he can't play anymore, and he's like retiring from football. <laughs> Maybe because he won't get the vaccine. There's a few. There was. There's been a few, and so it's just like, bro, you, you hit your head <laughs> like all yeah. the time. Like, yeah, you you have a lot more. If you play professional football, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Worry about what's in your ear holes. Oh, I miss I miss those memes with Biden's like tax thing, where it was just like it'd be like if your if your roof <laughs> looks like this, and it was like the popcorn roof, like you don't yes. have to worry about <laughs> Biden's tax. <laughs> Oh my god! If you buy off the dollar menu, don't don't worry about what's in Biden's tax plan. Don't 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 worry about it. It doesn't matter. So good. Anyway, thank you for listening. For oh my gosh, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, it's a boom of food.